Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. And now, here's your host, Peter he says, Asanful. Using this parable to show us how God is seeking spiritual food from us. It's like a typography. He, you see, every time the Holy Spirit, your father, encounters you, he's looking out for something. He wants to see out of you if you are living in accordance to his life that is in you. He wants to know. He wants to be sure if what you are doing in your everyday walk in this world is in accordance to his life that is in you. So he's seeking spiritual fruit. And he's saying, Oh, maybe he saw he want to take you out no no he said okay i want to fertilize you i want to fertilize you today god will find his fruit in your life let's turn our bibles to romans chapter number eight that's our anchor scripture for the series and in fact i said it last week that if you're a member of this glorious church romans chapter number eight one and two should be your everyday memory verse should, even if somebody wakes you up and says, give me one quotation. Romans 8, 1 to 2. You can tell the person. Praise the Lord. So shall we be on our feet even as we read it together? Romans chapter 8 from verse 1, 1 to go. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Shall be seated in heavenly places. So last week we learned that according to John 3.16, when God sent Jesus into the world, the purpose of that was for us to receive the life of God. And in turn... That life of God, what it does is to bring us freedom. Say freedom. Without the life of God in you, you cannot walk in freedom. Freedom from the law of sin and death. And I made you aware that the law of sin and death is responsible for the many bad things that happen in the world. Responsible for sickness and disease. Even physical death is the law of sin and death. There are many laws working under the sun. And one of those laws, this is a spiritual law, it is called the law of sin and death. And the chief priest of that law is Satan himself. Praise the Lord. And then we are functioning under a different set of law. It's called the law of life from the Holy Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? By this law, we have been set free from that law of sin and death. So as a child of God, if you are born again and truly born by the Holy Spirit, what happens is that you are different from what usually would happen to other people in the world. And especially to those who are not born again. Praise the Lord. Now, now that you are free in Christ, what is expected of you? Because, you see, you cannot just be free and don't know what to do with your freedom. I get what I'm saying. Imagine you, 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 fought, you fought so much to just gain your freedom from something. And then you don't know what to do after the freedom. God did not just come to save you from the law of sin and death so that it's like, okay, I have saved you, so now just live your life the way you please. No. 
We cannot just do what we please. Now let's turn our Bibles first of all to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Today we're going to read a lot of scriptures. So kindly, you know, be fast as we read through. Now let's start reading from verse number 12. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 from verse number 12. It says, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 12. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all die. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So now, we don't have the luxury to live for ourselves. We have to live for the one who died for us. So Jesus saved you from the law of sin and death, not so that you live for yourself, but so that you live for him. Because he's the one who died for you. He's the one who set you free. So you are more or less indebted to him. He paid your price. He took your place. And then he died for you. Something that you could not do. So now we live for him. So our goal in freedom is not to live for ourselves, but to live for him. And if we are living for him, it means that we ought to bear fruit. The, 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 the whole thing is that God wants you and I to bear spiritual fruit. No matter how you look at it. God wants you to bear spiritual fruit. There are many believers who don't know that they are, they, they are supposed to bear spiritual fruit. You see, don't think that you are a Christian just by coming to church. No. It takes more than just coming to church. Coming to church is powerful. It's so important. But you see, the life you live out there in the world is what will let your world know if you are a carrier of light or you have mixed yourself in darkness. Now, when we come to church, we are all here celebrating. We look beautiful. We are all thanking the name of the Lord. When you see someone in church, oh wow, everything is beautiful. But the difference lies in what you do out there in your world, in your office, in your home, in your community. What you do is what will make people know that indeed you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. Are you getting it? When you read the Bible in the book of Acts, the Bible said, and the people of Antioch saw what the, the believers were doing and said they are Christians. So people have to see what you are doing. Yes, you are not living to please people. That is on the point. But you cannot also live your life to please God without people seeing the impact of your relationship with God. Are you getting it? So now, we're going to go deep now. Let's go into John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15. This is going to be awesome. Oh, I love it. John chapter number 15. I read from verse number 1. John chapter number 15, verse number 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. In other words, Jesus said, I'm the vine, and my father is the farmer. He's the one dressing the vine. Look at verse 2 very well. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may, it may bear more fruit. You are already cleansed because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. So you are a disciple of Jesus the moment you start bearing fruit. And he said, it is the father's glory that we bear more fruit. Say more fruit. To be in Christ is not just to say, oh, I'm a Christian. What shows you a Christian? So we have been set free from the law of sin and death so that we can bear fruit under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to the glory of the Father so that the whole world will know that indeed we belong to Christ. Are you getting it? Now, what, does, what do we mean by bear fruit? You cannot bear fruit until you have planted a seed. There's no plant that can bear fruit until a seed is sown into the ground. Now, what is a seed that you have in your life? It is the life of God. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you receive this life, according to John chapter 3, verse 16, you have the seed of his life in you. By the power of that seed, you now have to bear the fruit. You have to live that life out. Anywhere you go in this world, everyone will know that you are Ghanaian. Why would they know that you are Ghanaian? If it's not by your face, your accent will give you up. At least you can speak Chi or Ghan or Ewe or whatever. Whatever you do, you, I mean, you are Ghanaian. It doesn't matter how you want to slang like an American. You know, it doesn't matter. You will still be a Ghanaian. Praise the Lord. So, your, your identity makes you or, or classifies you as to where you belong. And as a child of God, the fruit you bear. In other words, the manifestation of the life that you have inside you will let people know if you're a child of God or you're just a churchgoer. Praise the Lord. Because things ought to change. Let me tell you, we didn't get there, but the Second Corinthians 5.17, we read it last week. If you are in Christ, you are a new person. You are a new creation. As a new creation, people ought to see that you are now new. Are you getting it? Now listen. To be born again is not a modification of your old life. No, no. It's not like God is patching you up. No. He is giving back to you brand new. You are a brand new person. New means new. For if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Are you here with me? It's not like, okay, now I have received the life of Christ. Oh, you know, now the things I used to do, I don't do them again. Why don't you do them again? It's because you have a new life. You are a new person. Yes, your body may look the same, but I tell you, the life that you have flowing inside of you has changed. And then you are new. And everything about you ought to be new as well. Now, look at verse 2 again. Let's, let's have a look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. Can we all read it together, verse number 2? One to go. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
he takes away. Now hold on. Look at me. When you look, when you read the English, you say, okay, every branch in me that has not bear fruit, he takes away. What, what, what comes to your mind? You think that, oh, okay, then God takes me away. God can him. In fact, other version says, he cuts away. The, the, the King James will say, if you don't bear fruit, he cuts you away. So it means that if you are not bearing fruit, God throws you away. But that is not what it means. He takes away comes from the Greek word iro. Iro is spelled A-I-R-O. Iro. Now, iro simply means to lift up. To lift up. So, think of like a vine. Okay? A grapevine. You see, when a branch falls to the ground, the farmer goes and picks the grape, the branch that has fallen on the ground, picks it up and places it on a tree. You understand? So that that branch can bear fruit. So God is moving among his people. So that if there's anyone who is carrying his life, who is not bearing fruit to his glory, what he does is that he lifts you up. In other words, he encourages you. And that is why you come to church. When you come to church, God lifts you up. That is why when we read, it said, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, if you are not bearing fruit, instead of God coming to condemn you for you not bearing fruit, he said, no, I'm not here to condemn you. Rather, I'm here to lift you up so that the fruit that you cannot bear, you can continue or even begin to bear that fruit. Are you getting it? So don't read verse 2 and think that, oh, if I'm not bearing fruit, then God takes me out of his system. No. Rather, the goal is for you to bear fruit. That is, remember what Jesus said. He said, it is for the Father's glory that we bear more fruit. So God wants you to bear fruit. He has no pleasure to destroy you if you are not bearing fruit. He wants you to bear fruit. So what he's going to do is that he will do everything for you to bear the fruit. So if you cannot bear fruit today, the Father is here. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you will begin to bear fruit in the name of Jesus. What do I mean by bearing fruit? If you are a child of the Spirit, you walk in the Spirit. You live in the Spirit. You People must see that you are not just a natural person. They must see the spiritual side of your life. Are you here with me? There are many believers who are not living spiritually. They are living like any other person. But you are a spiritual person. Tell your neighbor you are a spiritual person. For to be in Christ means you are in the spirit. And you are living in a body. The fact that you are in a body doesn't mean you are just a carnal person. No. So he said there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He says for those who walk in the spirit. And not according to the flesh. So if you are in Christ, you are not controlled by your flesh. You are controlled by your spirit. The life of the spirit dictates to you how you go about your things. So now you bear spiritual fruit. The fruit we are talking about this morning is about bearing spiritual fruit. Are you here with me? So you're going to bear fruit. Are you here with me? Matthew chapter number 7. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 7. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter number 7. I start reading from verse number 15. Even though it talks about false prophets, but I want us to pick something from there. That all that God is concerned is for us to bear spiritual fruit. I read from verse 15. Beware of false prophets 
who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. How are you going to know if someone is false prophet or is not by their fruit? You will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from a thorn, brushes, or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you shall know them. Are you here with me? How is someone going to know you that you're a child of God? It's your fruit. It's your fruit. Now, why would you often see the fruit on the tree? Do you see it in the roots? Do you see it under the ground? No, you see it when the fruits are out. On the branches. So, for you to be known as a child of God, it's not because Sunday morning you picked your Bible that I'm going to church. No! Every single day, when people encounter you, they will know that indeed, you are different. They will know that, no, you are different. From what you say, from how you communicate your thoughts, from what you do, they will know you are different. They will know now, this guy, this lady, you are not like the other normal people. There's something different about you. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, you say, by their fruit, do you know them? Yes, they are false prophets. The fact that someone is standing behind a pulpit does not mean that, oh, this person is doing this or that. But by their fruit, may your fruit bring glory to the Father. We are making progress. Now, go back to Matthew chapter number 3. Matthew chapter number 3. Um, yeah, let's just read it quickly. John the Baptist says something there. Look at the verse 8. He said, Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 8. He said, therefore bear fruit worthy of repentance. Can you all read it with me? Can we all read it together? Matthew chapter number 3, verse 8. One to go. Therefore bear fruit worthy of repentance. So now, God is telling you, therefore bear fruit worthy of you being born again. If you are born again and you're having the life of Jesus in you, you have to bear his fruit. What life are you living? The life you are living will determine who you really are. Oh, I go to church. I go to church. It's awesome. But every single day, we are making progress. You're going to understand. Every single day, what is coming out of you is what will let people know the life you are having. It doesn't matter whichever earthly family you came from. The moment you got born again, you are brand new. And then you ought to live that life out. So that people can enjoy the glory of the Father. Are you here with me? Now let's go to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter number 13. Luke chapter number 13. Praise the Lord. Now let's read verse from verse number 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three good years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does he use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it 
and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if it not, after you can, cut it down. So, Jesus was using this parable to show us how God is seeking spiritual fruit from us. It's like a typography. He, you see, every time the Holy Spirit, your father, encounters you, he's looking out for something. He wants to see out of you if you are living in accordance to his life that is in you. He wants to know. He wants to be sure if what you are doing in your everyday walk in this world is in accordance to his life that is in you. So he is seeking spiritual fruit. And he's saying, oh, maybe he saw he want to take you out. No, no. He said, okay, I want to fertilize you. I want to fertilize you. Today, God will find his fruit in your life. He said, I will fertilize you so that at the right time, you will be able to bear spiritual fruit. Praise the Lord. Go to Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one. The book of Colossians chapter number 1. I read verse number 9 and 10. Colossians chapter number 1, 9 and 10. Colossians chapter number 1. I read verse 9 to 10. It says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may work worthy, work worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Did you see that? Mark it in your Bible. Fully pleasing him. And how are you going to please God? Being f- what? Fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That will be your story in Jesus' mighty name. From today, you shall begin to bear fruit to the glory of the Father in the mighty name of Jesus. So now, listen. Today, we're going to look at three areas that God is expecting us to bear fruit. Three areas. Say three areas. Now, the first one we're going to look at is that God expects us to bear fruit with our mouth. That is in what we say. God wants us to bear fruit with our mouth. That is what we say. God, number two, God wants us to bear fruit in our thoughts. In other words, what we think. What are you thinking? God wants you to bear fruit there. In our thoughts. And then number three, God wants us to bear fruit in what we do. What are you doing with your life? The things you do, God wants you to bear fruit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So number one, God wants you to bear fruit with your mouth. The things you are saying must bear fruit. What you are thinking must bear fruit. And what you are doing must also bear fruit. Now when you put all these three together, I mean this is the totality of how we live our lives. Most of the time, it is what we say, what we think, and what we do. This is what sums out our life. So if your words are consistent with your life, you are bearing fruit. If your thoughts are consistent with your life, you are bearing fruit. If what you do are consistent with your life, 
then you are bearing fruit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the life of God in you, are you getting it? Must influence what you say, must influence what you think, must influence what you do. Because you have the seed of the life of God in you. So everything that you do must be consistent with the life that is in you. Are you here with me? Alright. So now let's take the first one. What you say. Go, go to Hebrews chapter number 15. Hebrews chapter number 15. It's 13, sorry. Hebrews 13. Look at verse number 15. Hebrews 13, verse number 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifices of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. So you see that you can give fruit with your lips unto God. So the sacrifices of your praise... It's not just like, oh God, I'm praising your name. No, you are bearing fruit with your mouth. Are you here with me? There are some people, they don't use their mouth to say any good thing. They don't use their mouth to celebrate God. They don't use their mouth to praise God. But today, your words shall be sanctified so much that you'll be able to praise the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Are you here with me? What are you saying? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying? Your words will tell me who you are. And don't take it for granted. Because there are many believers, when they open their mouth, Hey, Charlie, I am sick. Oh, oh I am broke. Things are hard. Hey, the economy is hard. Those words are not bearing fruit unto the name of the Lord. You are bearing the wrong fruit. He says our words must be like a celebration. Praising the name of the Lord. Are you here with me? Go to John chapter number 6. Go to John chapter number 6. I told you we have a lot of scriptures to read today. John chapter number 6. Makato Zeyanda. Can we all read verse number 63 together? John chapter number 6, verse number 63. Are you all there? Are you there? Can we all read it together? One to go. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Did you see it? So, as you are here in church, don't think that what I am saying, I'm just giving you BBC news. No. I'm speaking spirit and I'm speaking life. As a child of God, because you have life in yourself, your words must be full of what? Life. And your words are spiritual. Your words are not, are not just, oh, oh, I was just playing. No, you don't play with words. Do you know why you don't play with words? Heaven and earth, they were created with words. Remember? John chapter number 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he went on to say that there was nothing that was made without the word. So the words that you are speaking with your mouth, they are not ordinary words. So the moment you open your mouth and say, hey, Charlie, things are hard. Do you know what you have done? You have created hardship around your life. And that is not the fruit that God wants you to bear. 
in spite of what is going on in your life, you need to open your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus, I have the freedom to prosper. Yes, the moment you speak like that, do you know what you have done? You have released freedom into that situation that wants to tie you down. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Your words can nullify whatever is going on. Today, may your words set you free. I say, your words shall set you free. He said, my words are life in your spirit. Because his life is worse than life. If you are full of death, your words will be full of death. Ah, Charlie, in your mind, yo, things are bad. Oh. Hey, there are some people, I've heard it several, several times. Maybe he, he or she just trips. As soon as he trips, hey, no, what are we saying? What from that kind of words? It's not from God. Praise the Lord. Your words are important. Words created heavens and earth. Everything you say will come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now maybe you don't, you don't know the seriousness of what I'm saying. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Go to Matthew chapter 13. I want to show you something there. Praise the Lord. Um, no. Hold on to the thought. Now let's go to rather chapter 12. Okay, thank you Lord. Go to chapter 12. Now, Can we read from verse 33? Matthew chapter 12, verse, from verse 33. He said, either make the tree good and its food good, or else make the tree bad and its food bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, and you are the tree. You are the tree. So the fruit you are going to bear will tell us or tell God if you are having life or you are dead. Alright? Okay. Verse 34. Brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? So you cannot be evil. You cannot have the life of, of the kingdom of darkness in you and speak anything good. And he went on to say, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Do you hear that? So don't ever say that, oh, I was just joking. I was just playing. No, you don't play with words. Words carry life. And words carry death. If you are a child of life, born again, your words must be full of life. If you are not born again, it is normal for that person to be speaking words of death. Are you getting it? That is why Proverbs said that life and death it lies in the power of the tongue. Now, as a child of life, your tongue carries life. So you must speak life. Every day of your life, you must release life into your finances, release life into your health, release life into your business, release life into your education. No matter what people are saying concerning you, what you say is what will tell heaven what to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said, what you say is what will tell heaven what to do. So Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loose in heaven. Until you say something, 
heaven is not doing anything but I declare over your life that from today and by the spirit of your father at work in you you shall speak life and life shall happen in your life you shall speak prosperity and prosperity shall take place in your life you shall speak health and health shall take place in your life shout a thunderous amen whatever you say you will give an account of it so I'm very careful what I say. I am very, very careful. Rarely will you ever hear me say, I am sick. In fact, the day you hear me casting out something from my body, you should know that I'm dealing with something. That's how I am. Come and see me. If I'm in the bathroom and maybe, I say, come on in the name of Jesus. I don't joke with my words. As a child of life, I have life. God came. Our father came into the world full of darkness. He said, let there be light. Pa, and there was light. Yes, he didn't have to put electricity poles or generate hydropower from the water. No, no, no. He said, let there be light and there was light. That is how you live as a child of life. You speak and then it happens. Today, your rest shall bring you that promotion that you have been praying for. Your rest shall bring you that next level you have been looking for. Your rest shall bring you that healing you have been asking God for. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I have life. Don't joke with your words. Tell your neighbor, don't joke with your words. Don't play with your words. You, you hear believers say, you know, I don't know what my life will turn out to be. What will your life turn out to be? Oh, come on, I'm having a glorious life. Can't tell You wake up in the morning. He said, no doors can be shut up to me. Doors are opening unto me. Everywhere I go, I walk in favor. In the mighty name of Jesus, everywhere I go, I prosper. Whatever I touch, it prospers. I am increasing. I'm flourishing. You wake up in the morning and you speak like that into your life and see how your day will pan out. Don't just get up in the morning and say, hey, Charlie, I'm going to hustle and come home. What do you mean you're going to hustle? Do you know the meaning of hustling? Do you know the meaning of that? I am going to hustle. And then when you are hustling, you think that, oh God, oh God. No, no, don't pray to God, but you say you are going to hustle. And so God bless my hustling. God doesn't bless your hustling. God blesses you to prosper. He, uh, he said, it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh you rich. And it asks no hard work. It asks no sorrow to it. Any kind of level that you want to get to, that you are struggling to get, you should know that it is not from the Lord. But from today, you will get to that next level effortlessly, 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 in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shall so be seated. Are you here with me? Ephesians chapter number 4. Don't joke with your words. God wants you to bear fruit with your words. A lot of believers are not bearing fruit with their words. Ephesians chapter number 4. Verse number 29. Ephesians chapter number 4. Verse number 29. He said, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart joy to the hearers. The word grace there means joy. Grace means joy. Means joy. He said, don't let corrupt. Do you know what it means to be corrupt? Decaying words. Corrupt. say, Don't let bad words come out from your mouth. But only that which what? Impart grace. You can't look at your neighbor and say, you, you are foolish. Nothing good will come out from you. A child of God can't talk like that. No way. A child of God, what you do is that you bless. Somebody comes to you with their problems. What you say, in the name of Jesus, you are coming out from this problem. You don't say, hey, 
Asamu ya dabedi e, ano esio. There's nothing I can do. Eni yamba mbaya, ni amewa shana ni amia boya. Eni yentu yehe. You can't talk like that. You carry life. Say I carry life. When they come to you with a problem, let your words, the words you speak, impact joy. By the time they are done discussing the issue with you, they say, "Wow, I thank God that I came to tell you. If I hadn't come, I don't know I would have been this joyful." May your words change life. Don't let corrupt work. Don't say bad things. Don't say things that will kill people. Do you know how your words have killed people? Many people have used their words to kill people. Oh wait, nothing good will come out of him. You, some people look at their children, their children that they have given birth to. So you, ah, look, you are useless. You are useless like your father. Can you imagine? Useless. You said that they are useless like are useless like your father. If their father was useless, will he have married you? Amen. Uh, is someone in church? No way. You must call your children, gather them, and say the name of Jesus. I bless you. You are very intelligent. You will grow up and become a prosperous child. You bless them, bless them, bless them. You don't curse them. Are you here with me? Speak words of life into your children. I called my children one day. I called. I'll call you. Hey, come here. I'll speak words of blessing because I have life. So far as I have life in me, I must declare life. You cannot have life and speaking death and speaking frustrations. And then when your child grows up and the child is living a life that is frustrating you, you go and disturb your pastor. Say, Pastor, pray for my child. My child, what did you say to your child when he or she was growing up? What did you say to him or her when she was growing up? Your children will grow up and become like a cedar tree. They will never bring you any trouble. I say your children will not bring you any police case. Ah, Katandara. I am telling you what I tell I speak over my children. I always say my children will never bring me any police case. My children are the best and best in their schools. Your children shall be number one in their education. Ah, they shall invent the best technologies in the world. Oh, our children are becoming the prosperous children in their generation. In the mighty name of Jesus. You just sit down and say, I don't have children. Your children are in your waist. They are coming. You better prophesy. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah, you better accept it. Your children will bring you joy. You know, do you know some people who say that, ah, oh God, why did you give me this child? They are crying. If you are here, God will wipe that tears away. I remember the story of one woman. She said the son was an arm robber. Every day she went to prayer. He said, Lord, I thank you for bringing back my son. I thank you. Police were searching for him across the nation. One day the woman was in church praying. The pastor was preaching. The pastor stopped preaching and started looking at the entrance. What is happening? This was this guy coming to church, tattered, dirty, crying. As soon as the woman saw her son, she left her seat, ran and embraced the son. And all that she said, she said, Father, I thank you for bringing back home my son. That son that was lost is now a preacher. Any son or child or brother or sister of yours that the enemy thought that he has stolen today by the power of the words of God and the life of his faith, that child, that brother, that sister is coming back home in the mighty name of Jesus. They have been saved by the power of the Lord. You don't say, oh, 
And as for that, my brother is wasted. Jainasem on finance. No, no, no. He said he's coming back home. Are you here with me? Shall be on us. I see. Are you here with me? Go to Colossians chapter 4. Every point I'm going to give you at least five scriptures so that you know that Charlie in your brain. Colossians chapter number 4. Verse number 6. Verse number 6. Can we all read it together? Colossians chapter 4, verse number 6. One, to go. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Did you read it with me? Let your words be seasoned with what? Salt. What salt? You think it is Adan salt? Or Anabuna salt? No, that is not that salt. Don't go and carry salt from your kitchen and put it in your mouth. And say, Lord, I have seasoned my mouth with salt. Whatever I say, no, no, no. Jesus said, you are the salt of the world. The life of God in you, in itself, is salt. What does salt usually do? Salt is used for preservation. You preserve things with salt. If you put salt, you salt a um, fish, and then you put it, it becomes something else. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we use salt to preserve things. Salt also brings taste to food. Taste. If you eat food that has no salt in it, this food is not delicious. More pepper, no salt. So without salt, food is not nice. In other words, words that are seasoned with salt from the life of God in you, when somebody hears it, the person will encounter words that will preserve their lives. We encounter words that will make their life tasty. I get what I'm saying. If you see somebody who is so broke that he's carrying the definition of emptiness, when you speak to that person, that person has a change of life. Jesus Christ came. The Bible said he healed them with his word. The people were sick with his word, seasoned with salt. Do you know what happens? People are released. When somebody is sick, words of salt go on and heal the sick. When people are broke, words of salt go on and prosper them. When people's lives are all over the place, words of salt go and sort them out. And I see you speaking words that are full of salt. Jesus said, if the world loses its saltness, where is the world going to get salt to sort itself? You are the salt of the world. Doesn't matter what the world is saying. The world is saying things are hard. What are you saying? He said, we talk like that so that we'll be able to answer people. So people will come to you with questions. You say you have God. You say you have Jesus. Why are people dying? Why is this one happening? Then you have words. And when they hear it, they say, oh wow. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for these words you have said. Are you here with me? Amen. Two. God wants you to bear fruit in your mind. In your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? In today's world, there are people in church, they are thinking about cha-cha bet, my bet, soccer bet. You cannot do that in this church. You cannot do that in this church. People are just thinking, where am I going to get my next money? You see, when you do that, the devil will give you ideas. Many people are doing things, say, ah, 
because things are hard for me, so I have to do it. But listen, God has given you a life that will change the way you think. And the moment you change the way you think, your life is transformed. So let's go to Romans chapter 12. Let's go to Romans chapter number 12. It's a very um, popular scripture. I read from verse number 1, Romans chapter number 12, verse number 1. It said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. Which is your reasonable service? Can we all read verse 2 together? One to go. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So, don't talk about transformation if you are not ready to change the way you think. You cannot move from the, the state of being poor to the state of being rich if you are not ready to change the way you think. Now, God wants you to influence your thought with the very life you have in you. Hello, everyone. If you joined us for today's broadcast, we really appreciate you. As the Spirit Life people, we encourage fellowship. That is why we specially invite you to join us this and every Sunday at 7 a.m. and on Fridays at 6 p.m. Indeed, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, has set us free from the law of sin and death. Jesus is still setting people free. Come join the Freedom Family and your life will experience a turnaround. You can contact us on the numbers on the screen. We would love to hear from you. The Spirit Life People, we are free. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.